Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Welcome to Stupidity, home of the greatest media mind ever to walk the planet. I tell you what, man, he's a literal titan across the entire media landscape. Okay, so here's the deal. He's a true icon in every sense of the word. He's loved and feared more than any being to grace this planet. There's two guys, a man with a voice that sounds like Barry White and Beyonce had a Jewish baby. God himself would pay $39.99 for a cameo. Fact of the matter is, you are about to embark on a transcendent experience that can only be described as psychological nudity. This is Stu Goss, and this is Stupidity. Here we go, Jim. Tony! Welcome into another episode of Stupidity, brought to you by DraftKings, the biggest podcast in the world. Please subscribe, rate, review, unsubscribe, resubscribe, re-rate, re-review. You doing that has made us the biggest podcast in the world. Don't look now, Mike, but also we're sponsored by DraftKings. Incredible people want to come on this podcast. Chris Sims, Peter King. What the hell's going on here? Peter King is going to join us to tell us how great the Jets draft was. A couple of kings cutting it up. Hey, how about that? The DraftKings and Peter King cutting it up. I like that. That's a good job out of you, Michael. Uh, why did I just sound like Chris Russo? I have no idea. I don't know. Job <laughs> <laughs> uh, quick game of athletes that can know Kings. King Rice. King Rice. Oh, wow. <laughs> King uh, Rice. Former point guard, North Carolina. How about that? <laughs> oh, wow. Uh, King Scepter. Sh- Adam Schefter. Ah, Adam Scepter. <laughs> Septi. <laughs> Stupidity. Let's get to Peter King. Stu Gatz here for my friends over at Miller Lite. A lot's changed over the years. One thing that hasn't, the great taste of Miller Lite. Another thing that hasn't changed is that it's less filling. So, what is the best thing about the original light beer? Miller Lite sparked this debate in 1975, and we still haven't settled it. Listen, for me, it's simple. When I'm sitting around with friends, with family, we're at concerts, we're watching the Knicks finally win for the first time in 30 years, we're laughing, we're having a great time, we do it with ice cold Miller Lights. Always have, always will. 
Miller Lite keeps it simple, undebatable quality, great taste, only 96 calories. It's the beer that strips away everything you don't need and holds on to what matters most. You don't have to choose what's best. Miller Lite has great taste and is less filling. Tastes like Miller time. To get Miller Lite delivered right to your door, visit MillerLite.com stew, or you can find it pretty much anywhere that sells beer. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, 96 calories per 12 ounces, fewer cows and carbs than premium regular beer. Peter King with us, NBC Sports NFL Insider. is the host of the Peter King Podcast and authors the weekly Football Morning in America column every Monday exclusively on NBCSports.com. Peter, I'd like to start here because your information is so great. What the hell is going on with Green Bay and Aaron Rodgers? You know, I think this is a – this goes back quite a while. Uh, I mean – I don't mean to be obnoxious about this. It might go back 30 years because really, you know, what happens in the Packers is very football traditional. Okay. The general manager picks the players, the coach coaches the players and the players play and never the twain shall meet. I mean, it's, you know, and I think we're getting to a point now we saw it a little bit with Russell Wilson in Seattle where Russell Wilson wants to have a little say in what goes on in the playbook. He wants to have a little say in maybe not who the team is going to draft, but just, hey, let's just talk about this. So, so I get it. I just want to give you my two cents worth. And the Green Bay Packers just don't do that. They never did it with Brett Favre. Uh, they, uh, you know, and they certainly haven't done it with, with Aaron Rodgers. And I think – so this is my, this is, this is a weird way to look at this, all right? But I think a little bit of this also is a little bit, honestly, of quarterback envy with Tom Brady. And, you know, you look at what, and I'm not, I'm not saying that either Russell Wilson or Aaron Rodgers or any quarterback says, oh, I, you know, I, I'm, I'm envious and, and I'm angry about, you know, what happened to Brady. I think Honestly, I think they think what has happened with Brady is great. He goes to a team, and that team doesn't bend at the knee to worship Tom Brady, but they want his input on what they're going to do in the pl- in some of the players. And, you know, he said, look, I really want Antonio Brown. He can help us win, and they go get Antonio Brown. So, and I just think that a lot of – this is sort of modern athletics now in some ways, you know, James Harden says, I want to go to the Nets. And so they figure out a way. I mean, I think maybe in three or four years, anybody who roots for the Nets is not going to be very happy with that trade because they're going to have no draft choices. But, but I do think there is something about sort of the modern athlete that, you know, the times they are a changing. Peter, are you saying, because this is fascinating to me, there's a, so there's a chance within the dynamics of that Green Bay Packer organization that the GM decided, hey, I'm trading up for Jordan Love, whether Matt LaFleur uh, likes it or not. Is there a chance that decision was made without LaFleur's knowledge? I don't think so. I, okay. I'm pretty sure LaFleur knew what was going on. He's, he's in the meetings. He's, he's talking to him. I mean, did I, I don't, I don't know. I've never asked that question, but it is a good question. Um, But I do think, I do think the fact is that, you know, Rogers has said that he didn't know what was going on, you know, that, 
that he didn't know that. And so in my opinion, I don't, I don't think it's that difficult, honestly, to, to start to, in, if you really want to make a culture change, I don't think it's that difficult to take your most important player and say, hey, why don't you stop by the office Friday afternoon and talk to me about what you're concerned about? Not necessarily then that Aaron Rodgers is going to dictate policy or dictate, hey, bring this guy off the practice squad and put him on the active roster. I, I don't mean that. I think what I mean is just hearing what Rodgers thinks. Wouldn't I mean, in my opinion, yes. I'd want to know what Aaron Rodgers thinks. You know, no, right Peter, I, th I think you're – I think you're dead on where he is. He's he's looking at Tom Brady and the Buccaneers and Brady saying, I want Gronk back. And then Gronk's back. He's saying, I want Antonio Brown. Antonio Brown's on the roster. I think he said he wanted Leonard Fournette. Fournette is on the roster. And I think Aaron Rodgers says, hey, I might not have the rings, but I'm just as good at that guy at this thing. And I want to be able to tell you guys who to pick. And yet he's playing for an organization who for the first time since 2015 took a wide receiver in the first three rounds of the draft. He has to be frustrated. Of course. I think you're onto it. I mean, I, I would, I would think so. And I think, look, I, I honestly, I, I really don't think that Aaron Rodgers would look at the drafting of Jordan love and say, I am angry at the drafting of Jordan Love. I think he was more angry or, or frustrated, you know, if I'm – and look, he's he's talked about this stuff cryptically. I can't read his mind. I'm not close to Aaron. But um, I'm just trying to read the tea leaves here. And the tea leaves to me say, uh, okay, so, uh, you know, the last three drafts have been three of the best drafts in NFL history for wide receivers. Finally, in 2021, they used their third, I think their third pick yeah, on Amari Rodgers. Yeah. And, and you know, Amar, I, look, I, better late than never. I, but I, I believe and I have believed in the last few years that even though I think it's wrong to say they haven't gotten them help, you know, they've drafted very wisely on the offensive line and they have protected Rodgers very, very well. And what were they, either the highest scoring team in football last year or number two, whatever. I mean, they're really good on offense. So I don't buy this, oh, they haven't helped them, but they certainly haven't helped them much at wide receiver. Oh, my gosh. Folks, gather around. Everyone gather around. Listen to these words. The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. With same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more, don't miss out as the NBA postseason winds down. And if you're new to DraftKings, you gotta check this out. New customers, listen to me. You bet just 5 bucks to get 150 in bonus bets instantly. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use code DAN. That's code DAN for new customers. And you get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. That's insane. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino Resort in Kansas, 21 plus, age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. 
Uh, Peter, you had the best mock draft last year, and you did it once again this year. But I do have to question you on something. How does Peter King get nine and a half uh, picks correct out of 32? Where's the half, Peter? How did that happen? Come on. Well, the nine and a half, it, here's the nine and a half. Okay, like here's here's how I count them. And, you know, I think I think this was in the sporting news that they, they did it. If you, like I pick Vera Tucker, you know, the guard tackle from USC, be the 14th pick overall to Minnesota. He was the 14th pick overall, but it was to the Jets. So you get half a point for that in the sporting, <laughs> on the sporting news scoreboard. Um, but, you know, one of the things I remember when I first started doing these drafts and, and Paul Zimmerman was really very good at it. And I remember he would work on it for six or seven weeks off and on. And, and he, you know, he would just go crazy with it. And I always thought, man, I'll never do that. But now I do that. Now I, now I nerd out over it. uh, Like the Saturday and Sunday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, before my column post Monday morning. And so, you know, it's become a competitive thing and I, and I'm a competitive person. So, you know, I, I like to try to win, even if I don't. Uh, Peter, did you see this coming years ago, the draft becoming this, what it is today? Hey, I, I've told this story that my first year covering the NFL was 1984. I covered the Cincinnati Bengals right. for the Cincinnati Inquirer. It was uh, Sam Weich was a rookie head coach. Boomer Esiason was a rookie second-round quarterback. Chris Collinsworth was on the team. And the day before, two days before the draft that year, I went into Sam Weich's office and he said, do you want to know who we're going to pick? And I said, well, <laughs> yes. And, um, and so he said, look, as long as you don't tell anybody, because remember, you know, obviously no internet, know anything in those days so if i write who the bengals are going to draft on the morning of the draft it's basically goes into an echo chamber in greater cincinnati that's it so you know he told me you know from one to i think i got seven of their first 10 picks correct including a a tight end from arizona state named don kern but like i that was the craziest thing because in those days, it just the draft was a big deal to teams, but it wasn't a big deal in the public. Nobody really cared. Um, and so that is how much the draft has changed. If you read my column this week, you see the lengths to which John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan went to keep their uh, the pick of Trey Lance secret. And it was it was absurd. They told the coaches on their staff, who they were picking at this point, at the point when uh, Roger Goodell is announcing Trevor Lawrence is the pick in Jacksonville. So they all found out 10 minutes before uh, San Francisco turned the pick in. So I guess, uh, Mikey, hey, Chris uh, Chris Sims was not lying to me because you know he has Kyle Shanahan's initials on his ankle, Peter. I know yeah. you know that. Yeah. And therefore, I just – so I just asked Sims, how long ago did you know that Shanahan was taking Lance? And he said, I had no clue. And basically said what you just said. Like, no one knew until he actually went up and announced the pick. The, it's crazy. The bottom line, and if you read my column, it, it's, it's crazy that, you know, I, Kyle Shanahan in my column this week basically – 
He took two minutes and 37 seconds in which he encapsulated everything, every reason why he picked Trey Lance. But also, you know, he told me, and I quote, I love Mac Jones. And I am convinced that the difference in this became Trey Lance's ability in modern football to make the off-schedule plays, to throw it on the run, and to really think while he's doing all this. And so that's what Kyle Shanahan saw in Trey Lance. And now, you know, as I said in my column, now all he has to do is be great. Uh, but I was talking with Chris, and tell me if you agree, he probably has a great, when you consider the coach, the organization, that team being, you know, a quarter away from winning a Super yeah. Bowl just two years ago, Trey Lance probably has the greatest head start in the yeah. history of the NFL, No right? question. And especially, consider this head start, all right? So, you know, uh, when they have had a healthy quarterback for 16 games. Yeah. That's only happened one time in the four years of Shanahan. Crazy. They went 13-3, and three and they got a 10-point lead in the Super Bowl in the fourth quarter. The other right. three years, 6-10, and 6-10, 4-12. So it just goes to show you when everybody said, oh, my God, you, you cannot trade two future ones to go to move up nine spots in the draft. I think one of the things, one of the side stories – um, about that that really stuck out this year, and I mean really stuck out this year, is that more and more coaches, more and more general managers are treating the draft the way Jimmy Johnson began treating the draft in 1989, in that if I want something, I'm going to get it, and I don't care what it costs. The 49ers wanted something. They wanted to move up so that they would be able to get whatever quarterback they wanted, but probably Mac Jones, Mac Jones or Trey Lance. And they said, you know, we know that we're going to have to move up, but quite honestly, the peace of mind that you have, if you know that you have your quarterback for the next 10 years is worth two additional ones. And so, and I don't, I, I have no problem with that whatsoever, but you know, if you make a mistake on it, you might be paying with your job. Peter King with us, NBC Sports NFL Insider, uh, also the host of the Peter King Podcast and authors the weekly Football Morning in America column every Monday exclusively on NBCSports.com. Uh, Quick, uh, you know, surmise from Mike, Mikey A and I are Jet fans here, uh, Pete. <laughs> yeah. So uh, we're, we're a little uncomfortable with how many people love what the Jets did because they actually did things that make sense. Um, how would you size up the Jets draft? Please tell us it was bad. <laughs> yeah, crushing. The, the reason, the reason why I, the reason why I like the Jets draft, and believe me. I have not been able to say that back through the last few years <laughs> through the through the Hackenberg type picks and all that stuff. But the reason the reason why I really like this draft is that you know I remember uh, this is maybe two weeks ago. I was on the phone with Gil Brandt, and every year I asked Gil Brandt, I said, "Hey, Gil, give me your favorite players in this draft." And, and I always tell them, look, I don't want the first or second or third pick in the draft because everybody loves those guys. Give me your favorite player. I guess fourth favorite player in this draft was a running back from North Carolina named Michael Carter. Okay. And I just, when I heard that name in the draft in the fourth round to the New York Jets, 
I, you know, I don't pay attention every pick. And so I said, oh, my God, Michael Carter, one of Gil Brandt's favorite guys in this draft, lasted till the fourth round. So I went on YouTube on Saturday night when I was just fooling around a little bit, and I looked at some runs by Michael Carter. And I was wowed. It's one of the reasons why I wouldn't necessarily risk picking a running back until later in the draft because the depth of running back quality is, is really pretty solid in most drafts. This guy, I will be very surprised if he's not the starting back for the Jets at some point this year. And to get Elijah Vera Tucker at 15, he cost a lot, or at 14, excuse me. He cost a lot, but I think – he was, without question, the third best offensive lineman in this draft. And the other thing about him is he'll probably walk in and play guard as a rookie. But everybody thinks that he can and probably will at some point transition a tackle. You know, look, I, I, I live in Brooklyn. And so it seems like, and I wrote about it a little bit in my column, it seems like every other day the Poster Daily News had some Broadway Zach uh, banner on the back page. So clearly it's, I mean, that is not going to be easy. This kid is from Mormonville. He, he is from a, a medium-sized town in Utah, went to Brigham Young, has never lived outside the state of Utah. And now he's coming and he's going to be on the back pages every day. And oh, by the way, all you have to be is the next Namath. And so it's going to be tough for him, but he is the modern quarterback. The modern quarterback has to be as comfortable making plays with his feet moving as he is making plays with his feet stable. That transition is not uh, is not an easy one. Mark Sanchez came from L.A. and he said the transition to yeah. New York <laughs> was a very difficult one. Uh, Peter, uh, we'll let you go on this note. We need some help here, okay? Tony Baselli needs your help. You have been a Hall of Fame. You've been on the Hall of Fame voting panel since 1992. We believe Tony Baselli is a friend of our show. He's a friend of mine. He's a friend of the podcast. Tony Baselli's on the all-decade team of the 90s. He's the best left tackle I think I've ever seen in my life when he was right, when he was healthy. We need help getting him into the Hall of Fame. You're a voter. Can you help us out, Peter? Can you help my friend out? I, I try it every year. I, really? He, Thank my, you. He's my, um, he's kind of my white whale a little bit. That, you know, I, wow. I just believe that what has happened in recent years in the Pro Football Hall of Fame is we have seen coaches with, uh, you know, less of a resume than a lot of their peers who, uh, who are not in. We've seen coaches get in, and we've definitely seen players who've played less than 100 games get in the Hall of Fame. And Tony Baselli, including playoff, playoffs, played 97. Um, you know, and, and I think – the one reason why I'm passionate about Baselli for the Hall of Fame, and I'll just go back to uh, probably the first big game he ever played, uh, first big regular season game I thought that he ever played, and that was against the Kansas City Chiefs when Derek Thomas was coming off a six-sack game the previous week. And I covered the game. I'm working for Sports Illustrated, and I cover this game. And it's the first time, and I got to say the only time, I have ever gone to a game to cover the matchup between a left tackle 
and a pass rusher. Never, I've never done it before or since. And in that game, uh, Tony Baselli shut out uh, Derek Thomas. Not only did he have zero sacks, but he played opposite Baselli for 90% of the game, and he never touched Mark Brunel that day. And I will never forget going into the locker room after the game. And both PR guys knew that my job, I got to talk to Baselli and I got to talk to Thomas no matter what happens. And Derek Thomas just like went like this. He was just, he was, he was revolted. He was disgusted that he had failed in this matchup. And look, I just think Tony Baselli is, uh, you know, was one of the great left tackles of the 37 years I've covered the NFL. It's long past time. I'd like to really see him get in the Hall of Fame, and I'm glad you guys are on his side. All right. Well, let's combine forces and let's uh, try to make this happen, okay? Let's try to get Tony Baselli into his rightful place in uh, in Canton, Ohio. Is that fair, Peter? Very good. Hey, listen, okay. thank you. Thank hey, you. Thanks for having me. Good luck. Take care. Okay. Peter, thank, thank, you, Peter. You, thank you so much. We're going to have you back on to get Baselli into the Hall of Fame, okay? Hey, yeah, sounds good. Sounds good. All right. Look at you, Stu, asking about Baselli. Looks like we're going to do something. Uh, listen, I got to be honest with you, Mike. I only did it for appearances just to give Baselli the impression <laughs> that we're actually working on this. <laughs> there will be no follow-up with Peter King. I love you, Baselli. Stupidity! Stu Gouts here for my friends over at Miller Lite. A lot's changed over the years. One thing that hasn't, the great taste of Miller Lite. Another thing that hasn't changed is that it's less filling. So, what is the best thing about the original light beer? Miller Lite sparked this debate in 1975, and we still haven't settled it. Listen, for me, it's simple. When I'm sitting around with friends, with family, we're at concerts, we're watching the Knicks finally win for the first time in 30 years, we're laughing, we're having a great time, we do it with ice cold Miller Lights. Always have, always will. Miller Lite keeps it simple, undebatable quality, great taste, only 96 calories. It's the beer that strips away everything you don't need and holds on to what matters most. You don't have to choose what's best. Miller Lite has great taste and is less filling. Tastes like Miller time. To get Miller Lite delivered right to your door, visit MillerLite.com or you can find it pretty much anywhere that sells beer. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, 96 calories per 12 ounces, fewer cows and carbs than premium regular beer. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.